If you recognize that your internal world is what makes your experience of the external world and same for everyone else, you can just be honest and just be like, okay, well, this is like honestly where I'm at, what's going on for me, blah, 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 blah. And then you can deal with this. But if you are like lying to yourself, you're going to project your lie out into the world and then you're going to even be doubly confused. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. All right, so it's summer and I'm in the water at Rec Beach with my friend. We're buck naked because it's a nude beach. We're standing out there and the sun is shining on us and we're talking about our challenges in the film industry. And I had just come off directing a film and I was talking about my plans as a director and how I'm going to put my career together and the things that I'm building to kind of position myself as somebody who is going to direct feature films and, and all of this, right? Or television, just become a major player in this industry. And she was telling me about how she was doing this, um, you know, video game, uh, like, acting, right? Like, where you're using the voice and your body and you're playing out these characters and all of this. And she was saying, you know, I'm not famous nobody really knows who I am or anything but I'm doing this I'm making a career out of this and and I felt like you know I'm doing the same thing here and we were talking about our challenges and the things and the places we wanted to go we had this recognition right where we're sitting there in the water or we're standing there in the water and it's just beautiful I mean the sun is shining it's just a perfect day there's tons of people on the beach it's just incredible and we have this moment where we realize the challenges that we have right now are always going to be these challenges. The way we're experiencing this right now is never really going to change. No matter where our careers get, no matter what our dreams are. And she said, isn't it incredible that you and I could be standing here and we just like ran into each other at the beach, right? That we could be standing here having this conversation, talking about these things, having these problems. Isn't this incredible? And I thought, it is like this is literally the dream this is it happening right now and ever since that moment it really kind of shifted my perspective on what it is I think I'm doing because I feel like a lot of my life has been I need to get here and then when I'm here then I can do this and be this and blah 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 and since that point the practice that I've been attempting to put into my life is to literally be in the life right now. And it sounds so simple, and I do get it intellectually, but I feel like over the course of this year, more and more have I gotten it in the heart. And just everything we had talked about before we came into this conversation, I remembered that story and I thought, you know, and you said it's like this moment of truth. And for me, that's what that was. It was one of those moments in life where you just get right down to the truth. And for me, it was gratitude. It was just to be grateful right now and see this as perfect. And then we could go for it. And then we could do whatever it is we want to do. And it didn't really matter. That was the beauty. 
it doesn't really matter if those things that we want happen or not because we're already in it. So welcome to the podcast. This is Brandon <laughs> and Evan and uh, this is Way of the Artist. Yep. <laughs> this is Way of the Artist. That's nice. That's nice. Like different different start to the to the to the show, Brandon. Yeah. Mixing well, it figured, up. You know, starting with a story. I was thinking about that actually over the course of this week a bit, you know. Stories are powerful. Stories are, in my opinion, they're everything. They're what pull us into to life, you know. Um we make sense of things, we put things together. And you make know, meaning. Yeah, like meaning. Like we make it matter. We make it meaningful. You know, you can go through so many moments of your life and you don't even notice them. They don't even, they just, they're just a moment. And every once in a while you stop and you have a moment where you go like this is something. I mean, every moment is something. Mm -hmm. But to have that like ability to stop and see, like not necessarily stop, but to like be in your life and to like fully be soaking it up you know i i personally think that that is the point to just be like this sponge just soaking it all up like one breath to the next and you you carry forth with that you can do anything and that's recently been the big reminder for me is you know when things aren't necessarily going as you want or you get to a lower point you know, even if you can just soak that up and just be in that and recognize that this is just so rich, there's so much here. Um, you know, that's, that's been, that's been kind of the, 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 that's like tapping into your source, you know, for me, that's what it is. It's tapping into my source and it doesn't really matter. This is the big thing that I've been realizing. I know I'm talking a lot here off the intro, but it's all an inside game, man. That's the thing that, I, that I'm that i just like, I mean, you can hear that. You could have heard that. You can get this shit intellectually, but it's all an inside game. You can change the external world all you like, but what is inside you will go wherever you go. So it doesn't really matter what you do out here if you don't work what's in here. And... I think that, you know, we've talked so many conversations at this point. Every single one of them, it really comes down to the same basic thing. It's an inside game. You're working inside you. Your internal world is a projection of your external world. And it doesn't really matter what your external world looks like if your internal world can't recognize it. I don't know, man. That's my <laughs> truth bomb. That's what yeah. I got. <laughs> so today we're um, we're mixing this one up a little bit because, um, well, because uh, we felt like mixing it up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, we we're kind of coming into this one just with with some stuff that we've been we've been thinking about, wrestling with stuff that we've been contemplating, reflecting on, and we just thought, well, let's just bring that to the table and and see where where this one goes so as of you listening to this we don't actually even have a title for this episode um but we've got some interesting stuff clearly yeah <laughs> well a lot happens that in we're a week. coming in. <laughs> yeah yeah a lot happens certainly. in a week I, I you know i think everybody has a lot happening every week they don't realize it 
yeah. you know, but, but you do. And, uh, and, and I think everybody can maybe, maybe this week, you know, take stock of that, take stock of like how much is actually inside you, how much is actually happening. Cause not much might be happening outside of you. You might be doing the same thing. You go to your job, you do your thing, you eat your meals, you go to sleep, blah, blah, blah. But like inside of you, there's this whole world. And you, you mentioned something earlier, which was like about how you're this like feeling being. Mm. And that really resonated with me because there is this whole internal world of feeling that's just like a volcano constantly, not just for you, for every human being firing yeah. off all the time. And how much of that do we just kind of numb out or distract ourselves from or whatever? And if you just be with you you might see that you are in a universe of fullness and i mm -hmm. i don't think it's just some people i honestly think that everybody has this but not everybody gives themselves permission to to enter it yeah well i mean it's not exactly like most of us have been given the tools or or the the wisdom to know how to deal with this you know or not not deal deal with isn't even necessarily the right word but how to integrate this this that into our our lives you know the depth right. of our feeling you know because you know it's just been generations and generations of distracting ourselves distracting ourselves you know um and so looking at or spending time with the depth to which we feel can be a really scary thing to do you know, it's it's much easier to just tune out mm -hmm. and and distract through the millions of different distractions yeah. <laughs> that we have today. Right. And that's not to, to cast a judgment on, you know, all of these wonderful things that have been created in the world that are there for us to enjoy. But when when it becomes something that causes us to be completely disconnected from who we are, where we are, how we feel. It becomes an incredibly destructive thing in our lives. And so this is, yeah, this is all coming up because this is something that I recently had sort of a contact with, which was this pool of emotion that isn't, that wasn't necessarily, um, not necessarily pretty, <laughs> but I had a contact with just the, this sort of swirl of, of emotion in myself that was just like, this is in me and this has been in me for a long time. This has always been going on with me, most likely. And it was an alarming thing but being able to find a way to give that a healthy expression, to being able to communicate that, even just if it's to yourself. Um, because, you know, there are some things that we're not ready to necessarily tell the people in our lives, you know, but and some things that don't even necessarily need to be told to others. You know, that there are not everything has to be <laughs> yeah. out there. There are some things that can just be between you and yourself. Mm -hmm. And but the troubling thing is when we don't even have that communication. Yeah. When we don't even have 
that degree of honesty with ourselves. Um, and this all sort of fits in with something that I've been talking with you about and other people for the last little while, which is what I call like this, the, like the point of silence. And this is not, it's not necessarily something that I've coined. It's something that has been definitely said in a lot of other traditions throughout time. But, you know, there's this reference to this point of silence. And very often that point of silence comes at a really low point, a really like incredibly challenging, uh, just just devastating place. Mm -hmm. And bizarrely, it is in that place, in that rock bottom spot, you know, you want to talk about storytelling. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you talk about this a lot. You know, it's like every great story, you know, that you've pretty much ever seen has a rock bottom point in it mm -hmm. where it's like this character is just nothing like they've, They've hit their worst. But the incredible part about that rock bottom point is that it's almost always followed by a transformation, mm -hmm. an incredible transformation, some kind of an awakening of some sort. And for me, that's that silent point. Mm -hmm. And I, I call it that silent point is because it's in that place where so often all of the bullshit that goes on in our heads, that's going on in our lives, just sort of comes into perfect clarity. Mm. Some of it just completely shuts up and the honesty is just staring you right in the face. The, the, what you can't bullshit yourself on anymore, what you can't fool yourself about anymore, is just, you, you can't run away from it. It's mm -hmm. staring at you right in the face. And from there there are new choices suddenly there's new opportunities there where it's like okay i'm not gonna fucking do that anymore mm. i'm not gonna do this anymore i'm done with this mm. and i'm gonna start doing this this and this you know what it, whatever that is because it can it can take on the face of so many different things in our lives of you know it can be career it can be relationship it can be <laughs> where you live in the world you know it can be yeah like friendships partnerships it can there's there's a whole gamut of things that 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 can look like and i've been fascinated by what that space is and and learning to embrace it more not distract myself from that space of just when i'm feeling an an intensity of emotion is being able to go into that and say like hey let's let that out in a way that that is is healthy mm -hmm. you know that doesn't beat around the bush or put a sugar coating on what this is yeah um and in many ways i know i'm i'm kind of going off here on a little bit but i was um part of what inspired me was I was listening to uh, another podcast, um, Rob Bell's podcast, Robcast, <laughs> and he gets into this stuff um, himself, but it, it was, it came from actual like scripture and it was a way that I've never really thought about it before, but it, I was quite 
taken by it. It's like, if you read some of this stuff, which, I mean, I haven't actually read the Bible in <laughs> years, but uh, there's just an expression that some of these writers had with it, where it was just like, it's these people who are completely at war with themselves, mm. who are struggling with their faith and what they were doing. These people were being ridiculed. These people were being threatened. These people were being like just having living very hard lives and questioning everything that was going on. And just the poetry, but the naked, raw honesty at the same time of what they were saying, of how they were struggling, mm. of just being like, you know, because these were religious people, you know, they're calling out for their God and just being like, are you like, basically like, are you fucking even there? <laughs> like, like I'm on my hands and knees and like, and my whole heart feels like it's being ripped open. Mm -hmm. And like, it's just the confusion, the, 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 the fear, the, like all of this stuff is just, you're like, whoa, like it just cuts through all this stuff, which is something I never necessarily associated with my history with sort of those books. Right. <laughs> but it was something that I was like, that's take it for what you will. Cause I don't want to make this a religious thing. Cause I'm not a religious person, but there was something about just that incredible stark truth that these people had with themselves you know that was that helped me to just say like what if i allowed myself to express in such a way hmm. which is something that i've never really allowed myself to do hmm. you know sometimes we get caught up i'll speak for myself i can often get caught up in living in a, in a sense of idealized emotions as opposed to what i actually feel yeah you know it's like well I actually feel this way, but I should feel this way. Yeah. You know, I should be handling this better. I should not be getting angry about something like this. I should be, I should, you know, be thankful or whatever about my position or, you know, there's all of these things that we tell ourselves that just, you know, there's nothing wrong with gratitude. And I'm sure we're going to get into gratitude in this conversation. Yeah. But there can be a sense of using these token things of like, you know, be thankful for what you have. You know, that's something that I'm sure like most people's parents <laughs> have said to them at some point. Sure. But just like, be thankful for what you have. And yes, but not at the expense of the, whatever's actually going on for you. You know, it's like sometimes the only way to actually find your gratitude is by first accepting and expressing the place that you're at right now. I think everything begins at starting where you're at. Yeah. And I, there's nowhere else. There is nowhere else to begin. But it, that sounds like such a simple thing. But I don't think that most people start at where they're at. I mean, yeah. like I've worked with literally hundreds of people now. And I do a coaching call with people and the calls always get down to the same point. Where are you right now and where do you want to be? And I can tell you that 100% of people 
are not actually honest with where they are. Like 100%, including yeah. myself. And it takes that silence that you're talking about. It takes that like stark honesty, which is feeling and really being. And it, before gratitude and all that can come, I, I, I think you're right. I think that you have to kind of dive deep down into that sometimes that darker place, sometimes that rock bottom, sometimes silence and and just be where you are. And the big lesson that I would say that I've been learning over the last like month or a few months has really just been over and over and over. Acceptance. Accept that where you are is exactly where you need to be right now. And it's just where you are. It is what it is yeah you know and there's nothing wrong with it nothing wrong with it and from here we can do something yeah but until you land here where you are you can do nothing and i i honestly really truly believe that in all areas of life if you want to be a millionaire and you're dead broke right now you need to be dead fucking broke don't pretend to have ten dollars if you don't have ten dollars right like don't pretend any fucking thing yeah be this now period and if you can have that humility if you can just honestly own that you can begin but mm -hmm. if you pretend to even be half a step ahead of where you are you've already shot yourself in the foot yeah because the thing is is like imagine you're pointing a gun and you're pointing a gun and the gun that you're trying, the target you're trying to hit is wherever it is, million dollars, Oscar. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want this person in my life, whatever. And you don't even know where you are. Like you don't even know where you are in relation to the target. Let alone where the target is. Let's say, oh, I know where the target is, but you don't know where you are. How are you supposed to hit the target? If you think you're here aiming there, but you're really over there, you don't know. So you'll never hit it. Like, yeah. unless it's an absolute fucking fluke. So, I mean, I think, you know, what you bring up to me, what, what lands with me so much is that, and, and I, maybe it's just me reflecting my own thing, but it's like, we all just got to be in this right now. This is it. Like, this is life. Life is happening now. This is it. And... It doesn't mean that it's always going to be this. But if you can never make peace with this, don't ever expect to get that. Don't yeah. ever expect that getting that will be any better. Because the lie of the self never goes away except yeah. with honesty. That's it, period. Because, yeah. I mean, if... Yeah, I mean, and it makes complete sense because yeah. if the place you're starting from isn't honest if you're being dishonest from the start yeah then wherever you end up going from there is all built upon dishonesty yes built it's all on a lie. built on a lie and lies lies are like lies are like trying to walk on um you know like ground that will fall out from under you yeah yeah it creates a a lot of fear mm -hmm. and 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 yeah, there's a lot of anxiety that comes the with it because you have confidence. to continue to maintain the lie. Yes. And, you know, it, 
it's too much for anybody to live up to. Every lie mm -hmm. is too much for anyone to live up to. And it's, I love that you brought a metaphor into it because as you were talking about it, I was like, yeah, I was trying to think of like some other metaphor of, of being like, you know, hey, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get to this, you know, to some town, right? Right. And it's just like, well, it's like, you have to be where you are and start in that direction because if you pretend that you're starting from a different town than the town that you're in to get to the next one, you're going to be completely lost. Yeah. <laughs> like it's like trying to come up with a metaphor for it is completely absurd. Yeah. Which is what I find really funny about this whole thing is because it's just like, yeah, that makes no sense whatsoever. Like, yeah, clearly you have to start with where you are. But when it comes to these sort of um, invisible things that we live with inside of us, you know, we don't think of it in those terms. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we, live in this idealized sense of ourselves or what the word that came to my mind as you're talking about was like is is pride mm. you know and yeah. that's this it, it's an image it's something that isn't who we are that we're trying to show other people that we are that we're trying to uphold in front of other people to make us look better what we think makes us look better and all mm -hmm. of the stuff and oddly enough you know that all that stuff just i think that people's tolerance for um inauthenticity and bullshit is just getting thinner and thinner and thinner mm -hmm. and you know people are just we're just dying for people to just be open and honest and naked with us you know and and it gives others the courage to do that too mm -hmm. and i mean as far as like you know way of the artist i mean just it it's that degree of of just naked honesty that that fuels the, the work that fuels it, whatever you create mm -hmm. you know it's um it, it's not other people's artwork it's it's like no it's you it's your life and if you're trying to write a song or you know write a book or <laughs> anything like and you are and you're trying to present yourself with something that you aren't you know with something that you is not real for you that has no real meaning is no real connection to who you are it's not it it it's not going to come off with any sense of of power or importance or urgency mm -hmm. you know and that's um you know, I, I get so irritated by so many people who put out these uh, articles and, and videos and whatever of these, you know, like, you know, it's like, all right, here's like five steps to this or three steps to that. Not that these things don't sometimes have some useful pieces of information, but it's never that simple. And those five steps will work until they don't. Mm hmm. You know, that's always the way that, that these things go is because there's no life is change. You know, everything is changing. And what at least we try to do in our conversations and with this podcast is engage in a different kind of a conversation, engage in a process, mm -hmm. you know, that's continually unfolding and and moving and shifting and somewhat timeless, because, you know, when you document a process you don't know what you're documenting 
like as we do these conversations, we're documenting something, but we don't necessarily know what it is. And in hindsight, you might look back and go, oh, wow, we documented that, but we didn't even realize we were doing that. And that's kind of more how a person's journey unfolds. You know, your your journey is happening, but you don't have to understand it. That's not your job. Your job is to be in your journey, yeah. not to necessarily understand your journey. So when you're going through a struggle or you're going through a hard time, you don't need to understand it. You don't need to ask, why am I going through this? Mm -hmm. Fucking don't worry about it. You're going through it. Like, that's what's happening. So don't worry about it. Don't try and, like, dig down and figure out the answer to that shit. Like, yeah. just be in it and be honest about it and be like, fuck, mm -hmm. man, this sucks. I'm struggling. It hurts. I don't know. Like, okay, you don't, I don't know what's going on. Great. That's great. That's where you're at. That's fucking awesome. That's where you're at. Yeah. Wonderful. Because it's true. And now we can work with that. And, you know, I, I think that the answers in hindsight all come around anyway. Like, yeah, you know, it all comes back around. Like one of the things I realized actually on my drive here was I was thinking about my financial life. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was a kid, my parents were like, I guess that, you know, they're middle-class kids that got married basically just after high school and then had a couple kids right away. And then I came later. And then when I was born, um, my dad got into real estate and my mom soon after, and then they amassed their wealth. And from when I was born to basically about the time I was about 14, we went from living in like a very mediocre kind of like house, like, you know, whatever, to living in a mansion, right? So we had that experience. And then we lost everything. Parents split up. Uh, life totally drastically changed. I lived in a trailer park for a little while. Uh, things came back around. It is what it is, right? Yeah. But I was driving here and I was thinking about my financial education. And school gave me jack all. Um, <laughs> but my parents were like new money. So they didn't know how to handle money. And clearly, they didn't know how to handle it. And so they lost it all. Because that's what you do when inside your mind, you don't know and you haven't been properly educated. So what did I do? I said, I'm not going to repeat my parents' pattern. I went through my life, did the exact same fucking thing. Exact same thing they did in so many ways. Not really mm -hmm. exact, but basically it might as well be. And I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I didn't have a good financial education. I didn't really learn to like, like save for a rainy day. That wasn't really how we lived. We lived like you fucking earn a shitload and you fucking do what you want with it. Like that was kind of the mm -hmm. mentality. So I have this mentality of like, I got some money, I have a dream, fucking put it all on black, let's fucking go, you know? Yeah. That's how I did life. And it worked up until about 30, and then 30, I hit a fucking wall, it went red, not black, and I was like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah. You know what I mean? But I never really thought, like, be conservative, like maybe put half on it instead of all of it, yeah. you know? And so then I went through this. But here's the thing that I learned. I realized that I'm learning a lot in my 30s about how to manage money, how to be responsible, how to take care of business, how to cover my shit, all that. Maybe some people learn this in their teens, maybe some people learn in their 20s, maybe some people are still figuring it out. I'm learning it when I'm learning it. But here's one thing I did get really great education as when I was younger. I had fucking fantastic coaches. Coaches in, in sports that were like, we won the provincial cup in soccer, like they were great coaches. They taught us discipline practice you can earn what you want by working hard things like this 
I rely on those great skills. And what I realized though is that sometimes I rely on certain skills entirely when I need maybe other skills. So for example, what I'm saying is that hard work, practice, and discipline are great qualities to have. And they're great things that I've developed in my repertoire. But sometimes that's not going to solve your problem. But if that's your only solution, that's always what you're going to use. So what I'm saying is that in my life, I constantly try and go back to my soccer training. I'm like, or, 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 or hockey training, like discipline, practice, you'll get better, you'll get better. But sometimes that's not really what it's about. That's not the solution. But if that's all you have to work with, that's what you're going to use. And so what I'm saying is like right now, if you're running into a problem, consider this some of your education some of what you learned some of your mentorship coaching teaching whatever was probably good somewhere which you know you're still functioning a live human being <laughs> so it worked somewhat some of it is probably not great but you might be learning it now if you're honest you can be like okay i need to learn that shit now if you're dishonest you're going to act like you should know already know it mm -hmm. and i would say the hardest part about the beginning of my 30s was that I pretended to know shit I didn't know. Mm -hmm. I pretended to have my shit together when I didn't. And I think what's transitioned me and made my life way better now is that I'm just more honest. I'm just, I don't know. I just don't fucking know. Yeah. And I need to figure it out. And yeah, I get it. Like other people seem to know this shit and I don't, but I just don't know it. So I'm not going to pretend I don't. I'm yeah. going to have the humility and I'm going to fucking... As I, as I like to say, eat my own shit. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just going to fucking learn it. Because if I keep pretending I know it when I don't, I'm going to keep screwing myself over. So yeah, uh, that's kind of the dishonesty thing that I saw in myself. And I don't know if other people can relate, but my dishonesty was pretending to be better off than I am, pretending to know shit I didn't know. And now I'm just being more honest. And when I was driving over here, I was thinking about that. I was like, yeah, man, you know this. You know you know this. You know this is good. But you know that this is not good and you know you don't know how to do this mm -hmm. well yet or entirely yet. So just continue to be honest with yourself and accept that you – like here's the other thing. This is the last thing I want to say about this point. Take 100% responsibility for wherever you are in your life no matter what. It's nobody else's fault. Don't blame them. My parents did the best they could. They, like they, they didn't try to make me not know how to manage my finances. They were doing their best. Yeah. I got an incredible um, experience of life. That is what it is. I took on practices. I did things. I did them. I chose to do them. So wherever you are in your life... It does like you can sit around and go like, oh, I wish I had better teachers and better parents and better whatever. Who gives a shit, man? You are where you are. So just be like, okay, I took what I did. I, I took the best that I had. I am where I am. And now you can either do something about it or you can sit and whine about it. Yeah. And the thing is like, yeah, it's just like it doesn't it doesn't make it okay. I think that's like I'm not saying it, it makes it okay. Yeah, I know. It doesn't make, you know, whatever And what people do it can be totally wrong and bad and it and they should be held accountable. But, but in terms but in terms yeah. of moving on and moving forward with yeah. your life, yeah, like there's like you are you can't change it. Like it's there you are where you are. Yes. Like you're saying. And that's the only place where you can begin. Yes. And this whole thing of like, yeah, like the I don't know, it's 
bizarrely because we are very much like cultured and indoctrinated that like to never because it's it's vulnerable to not know you know and and right. or to say that you don't know and uh you know we have it's, it's weakness and it's not for no reason you know like our education system is like if you don't know something you are punished for it mm-hmm. you know you get you know the you get the answer wrong and then you know either you know people laugh at you or it's wrong on the test it affects your score and your score affects your ability to go to this school or go to the like there consequences. are there are the these really um there are real consequences for being wrong yeah you know and not knowing things which is really unfortunate because it means that all of us are going around pretending like we know when we don't know and nobody's being fucking honest with each other right and we'd be a lot better off in just saying i don't know and one of the things that i mean i i still get caught up in like trying to you know put myself out there like i know <laughs> sometimes more than i than i do um but i've really over the years have learned actually how empowering it is to be able to say that i don't know about something mm-hmm and uh, alongside with that, also being able to say that I'm wrong. Not being afraid to say that you don't know or to say that you are wrong is an incredibly liberating thing. Mm-hmm. Because it means that, it means that in some ways, like they're, people don't have any kind of a power over you. You know, because if you're not playing the right and wrong game, <laughs> with people like it allows you to actually just really listen mm-hmm. and to learn you know because you're coming from a place of of not trying to um convince other others of who or what you are mm-hmm. you know because you're just being who and what you are yes that is the that is the, the crux of this real conversation here is that if you are being who you are you have nothing to do to convince people anymore what a relief yeah what a fucking relief, man. Like, think about how much energy people put into, like, the car they drive, the clothes they wear, all this shit to try and make people think they're a certain way. And you know what? Like, it's a game. I look at it like a game. People play it, and it's one thing to be ignorant of it. It's another thing to be aware of it. Like, if you're aware of that you're playing a game, you can still do all the things. Like, you can be like, well, I like wearing nice clothes, so wear some nice clothes. Go ahead. Like, but just understand that you like wearing nice clothes and it's not because you need to wear nice clothes to do this. Like, like, or here, think about it this way. If you recognize that, for example, in Western culture, that wearing nice clothes makes you more attractive to the opposite mate or gives you better job opportunities or helps you with certain things, do it like a game. Wear the stuff you need to wear. Put on the costume so you can get the thing to play the part to do the thing. But know you're doing that. And be honest with yourself about it. But don't pretend like, I'm going to walk around my fake fucking watch with a bunch of fucking bullshit diamonds in it and pretend I'm a baller and act like I'm a hot shot because I got this like, you know, you, you know, like as Gary Vee said, you're not fucking fooling anybody. Like we yeah. all know that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But some people will like yes you can you can kind of play in the game but here's the thing about like i study a lot of social psychology i've studied it 
since university, uh, like made it my major. The thing is, is that social psychology is fascinating because social psychology basically demonstrates how we are cultured and how we're basically put into a program of culture and we play out culture and we are actually not very um, in charge of our lives because of it. And Alan Watts has this talk and he brings up social psychology and he talks about how basically what happens is we mirror ourselves in everyone else. And because we mirror ourselves in everyone else, we're constantly taking cues from everyone else on how to be and what to do. And so when you are unaware of this, you become a byproduct of basically just taking all your cues. So mm-hmm. you're not you. What you are is basically a mimic of everything you're seeing. So for you to take your life back, to take it and make it your own, you would need to recognize the game that you're caught up in. Now, yeah. here is a great example, and this is an Alan Watts example. And it was based on a guy, I think his name is P.F. Skinner or something like that, but he used to do this test where he'd send two people out of the room. I don't know if you ever heard this one, but he'd send two people out of the room and he'd tell the class, this person, you're going to agree with everything they say. This other person, you're going to disagree with everything they say. And he points out that the person that everyone's disagreeing with could be super articulate, very intelligent, really know their shit. And the other person could be very inarticulate, not really know their shit or whatever. But what will happen is if everyone agrees with that person, they will begin to develop confidence, a belief in their self. They'll start to get more articulate. They'll get better in all of this. And the other person who might be very articulate, who's getting disagree with, will start to shut down. They'll start to stumble. They'll start to do all this other stuff. And basically what the experiment demonstrates is that people are taking their cues so much from their response to the outside world that they don't even know themselves. But he said, if the person knows that everyone is there to disagree with them, they'll be like, well, you don't count. And then they will become to be part of themselves again. Yeah. So my roundabout thing is try to walk through the world like everything else around you just doesn't count. Like none of it matters. It's all a game. Everybody's in on it. And just go like, it doesn't matter that you wear Gucci. It doesn't matter that you do this thing. It doesn't matter that you drive this car or have this job or whatever. None of that matters. It's all an act. And you're all just playing a part to make me feel a certain way, right? As an experiment. And just be you. See what happens. Because then if you're free of all this shit, you might actually find out who you are and realize that you're just caught up in it. Yeah. And that's kind of the, the game. It's like a matrix, right? We're like caught in a belief system and, 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 and it's it can be so intoxicating Mm -hmm. um and that's why i love how you say it's these moments of silence such a good way to put it because moments of silence are when you're not to me when i hear that it's like these moments where you're alone and you're not you're not trying to do anything you're not trying to distract yourself you're not all caught up in the shit and you're just with you and for a moment you can fucking see and hear something real yeah but it's hard because you know, we love being caught in the inertia of, you know, the matrix, this distraction of the world, right? Mm-hmm. The culture. But but you can you can literally often only stop your cultural impact if you decidedly disconnect yourself from it. Like that's really the only way. Like 
if you decidedly say that it does not matter what other people say or do, it's literally the only way to disconnect yourself from social, like the psychology of culture. Mm -hmm. It will consume you. Like it will literally, you will become it. Yeah. So the only kind of way is like, and and, and I think the Australians came up, I fucking don't know, but it's like called a walkabout where you go off on your own and you go on a journey of self-discovery. Right. And the reason why that's so important is because you leave your cultural norms. You walk away from it all and you yeah. go on an expedition of self. And I feel personally like I've been on a few walkabouts in my own life where I just gone away. And man, it's it's fucking enlightening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It can be really uh, it can definitely be a scary thing to do, but it's yes. almost always a worthwhile thing to do. Yeah. yeah yeah well we got into some stuff haven't we we certainly have let's mention the beer and and, and uh then we'll continue and on. we'll continue on yeah i agree uh it's tasty man yeah it's a good one <laughs> i was didn't know how this one was gonna gonna come out but uh it's good <laughs> it's good uh this is from uh parallel 49 and uh they're a pretty pretty famous brewery craft brewery here in uh, vancouver bc and this is i love the name of this one this is called the tukes of hazard <laughs> so canadian and uh <laughs> it's a double white ipa yeah so it's kind of got like a citrusiness to it but it's definitely heavy it's 9.2 percent yeah so Nine, uh, <laughs> you're like so drunk as you say it no, you're not. 9.2%. All right. So, but no, it's, it's, you wouldn't really know that it's as strong as it is by drinking it. Yeah. You know, um, the other thing is, is if you didn't tell me that you'd be, I feel like I'd be drinking this and it's kind of, it's so smooth and it's so like, like, you know, when usually like, like really bad beer that has a high percent, you're like, oh man, that's rough. Yeah. Right? This is not like that. This is like, oh, I'm just having a beer that's really tasty. And then like after one or two, you're like, you've had basically four. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like, you know, or if you're in America, maybe you've had what, six. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, you're like, uh, you're like. Yeah, it, but it's just very subtle. Anyway, it's a good beer. We, yeah. we do it just for other conversations, so yeah. it's not We're not bad. sponsored by them or anything. We're just uh, like to give Tradition. good beer a shout out, you know? <laughs> um, okay, well, let's carry on here. So um, let's kind of, okay, so what, what do you say we kind of look at like what the point of this conversation has become at this point? Oh, geez, I don't know if I know that yet. You don't know? <laughs> what the point of this conversation necessarily is, but... Um, all right, maybe it's too early. Do you want it? Maybe it's too early. I mean, it, now that now that my head's on it, I'm 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 starting to think. Well, maybe perhaps this is what this conversation is really is really all about. And and for me, it's like when like when I'm doing classes or workshops with actors and stuff like that. You know, part of like to go back to something I was saying before, which is that. I'm always just trying to engage actors into a different conversation. You know, I'm always just, instead of 
let's talk of talking about just like technique and tips and things like that. For me, the important stuff is the human stuff. It's like, let's get to a place of like, hey, let's be honest. Let's learn about being honest with ourselves and being honest with each other. And drop as much of our defenses and our, you know, masks and our bullshit as possible so that we can actually just be with each other. Mm. And when we can do that, what happens? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, but in my experience with that is that as we start to let those things drop, extraordinary things happen. You know, and there was something when you were just talking just before we took our little our little side note on the beer break, and it was something else that... Uh, Alan Watts was talking about, but he, or this metaphor, I'm going to use it in a slightly different way, but in this whole thing of, of keeping up an image for other people, you know, and the amount of pressure that exists there, the amount of anxiety that comes with trying to live that way, trying to be something that you aren't, is that it's like, it's like when you're first learning to swim, you know, when you're first in, in the water and your instinct is, you know, you, you don't know what to do. And, and so you, you start thrashing about, you know, your body becomes rigid and what happens? You start to sink and you're going to drown. <laughs> and one of the first things that your, uh, your swimming teacher teaches you is just to float which is to relax your body, mm. let your body go. And then your body just floats on its own. It just kind of pops up to the surface and you can just lay there mm-hmm. and start. And, and, and there's nothing that you have to do. And I think that it's something like that. We're confronted with this ocean of a world out here and society and culture and things. And we're like, Ooh, and we're all, we tense up, yeah. <laughs> we tense up and, and, and try and, and be this, be that, you know, because we think that's what we have to do in order to survive here. But then when you start to learn to actually just like, Oh, what if I just start to become honest? I start to say, Oh, I don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. Tell me, Oh, I was wrong about that. You know, thank you for educating me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for teaching me something. Yeah. You know, like there's no defenses there. Yeah. That's just, that's floating. That's just floating on the surface, you know, and it's, and it feels almost like against what our instincts want to do, mm-hmm. you know, but if we learn how to do it, we actually learn how to swim. Socrates said something along the lines of true wisdom comes from recognizing how much we don't know. Mm. And I really think that that is so much of what, you know, we're kind of awakening to in a sense is like, I mean, why do we have podcasts? Why are people listening to two guys who are just relatively average artists just doing their life like why why are you listening to us because you're looking and you're listening and we're talking about something that you care about and 
you can make it personal but the thing is is that something about this resonates something about this is true and you're learning and you're open and you're saying like okay maybe these guys got something to say maybe it's just entertainment and that's fine or maybe you're like well you know i i pick up a couple little bits here and there from yeah. them every now and then and those little bits are worth it that amount of openness is such an incredible thing for a person to have and i mean if I had all the time in the world, I mean, I would probably just read, listen to podcasts and just consume, consume, consume and, and just learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that for me, the only reason why I don't read more or or do more, po- listen to more podcasts or educate myself more is that there's so much time you have and there's a certain amount of time you put towards your education which i think is important but then there's a certain amount of time you put towards like i'm going to do life i'm going to try this out and you know it's finite i mean i got only so much time to try to apply some of this Mm -hmm. right so in some ways that's the beauty of it that you got to make choices but you point out a really great thing which is basically yeah like come from a place of you don't know i mean that is wisdom i i do think that is wisdom and um, don't worry about it. I don't think you have to go around though and telling everybody you don't know stuff. I don't think you have to do that. I think yeah. your attention is enough. Another, you know, I, I've been on a little bit of a Gary V thing recently, but Gary V, his like one of his talks at least points out that like everything is attention. Yeah. And you pointed this out actually previously. Attention really is like everything. I mean, it's just like, where is the attention? And like, if you're a marketer, go where the attention already is. Don't try and like, or get, if you, if you know that people need something or value it, you can try to get their attention over here. Mm-hmm. But like, attention is where really all the great stuff happens. And so... You simply put your attention on something. So like if you yeah. want to be an artist, if you want to do like something in the arts or you have some ambition or dream, put your attention on it. I mean, it's really that simple. And then yeah. from there, a lot of good things will happen. But let me just come back to this conversation. Put your attention on it, but also be honest of where you are. And here's the last thing I'll say. Don't put your attention on yourself. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. That's a mistake. That's ego. That's pride. That's bullshit. Don't worry about understanding you. Just be you. This kind of wild, crazy, volcanic thing of emotion and like whatever. And like let that happen. And then let that, as that's happening, put your attention on something. And and you will um, become the fireball or the flood or the fucking tidal Mm -hmm. wave that will consume that thing that you have attention on. But you don't need to worry about like why am i a volcano like fuck that like, yeah. just be it and do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, a guy who i was i listened to some of his talks um he goes by the name adya shanti and he was talking about how it's just like it's like spend time like if you're going to spend some time like with some attention on yourself think about how you are a mystery yeah unto good, yourself you know idea. it's just like yes. like just just co- try and contemplate the mystery that you are to yourself you know that's like that's that's a great one <laughs> but yeah i love that you brought up attention because yeah like um i like to say it's like attention is the greatest magic trick that we know because 
attention is is magic like it just it has this way of just revealing stuff that was hidden you know that was just underneath the surface or is just like it's it's an incredible thing to do and and it's funny because yeah like one of the things that I teach actors is to put your attention over there put your attention on the other person stop thinking about how you look where your hands are right now you know how are you going to say the next line no don't that your attention is not there your attention is on that other person across from you mm -hmm. and like what are they doing right now mm -hmm. how are they being with you right now that's your all of your attention mm -hmm. and part of the thing that's really interesting about that is that when you really give your attention to something else you start to get attention people start getting interested in you. They I mean, in the acting, yeah. in the acting thing, it's like when you're really paying attention, when you're really interested in what's going on in that other person and what's really going on in this situation, then you become incredibly interesting. You draw a tremendous amount of attention in you. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a, a bizarre sort of roundabout thing. It isn't that bizarre. No, it's not that bizarre, but it, in some ways it's like... It seems, it seems counterintuitive. But yeah. it's not actually that bizarre. It's the whole swimming thing again, like yeah. like floating. It's like it it's it feels unnatural. It's like okay, like especially when you're talking about theater or something, yeah. and you're up doing performing, and it's like I've got to do something to be interesting. I've got to draw attention to me, and it's like that's the last thing that you want to be trying to do. Yeah, because if you attract any kind of attention, it's going to be the wrong kind of attention, yeah. <laughs> almost inevitably. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, the other thing, too, is people are I, I do believe that people are constantly mirroring. So we're always reflecting, right? Like we're always and we're always projecting. So you're always reflecting from yourself a truth that is in someone else. But you don't know the truth you're reflecting. Because you don't even really know yourself, let alone have any real concept of what's going on for that person. So there is an actor, forget his name at this moment, but he's in that television series, You. And I don't know, he did an interview recently and they said, why are you like, how are you doing this acting? You're so creepy, you know, and he's like, it's really simple. He's like, I'm not saying it's easy, but it's really simple. And he kind of did this funny example of it. But he was like, basically, here, I'm walking into the scene where this girl's like basically half naked in her bed and I'm fully clothed. And he's like, and I walked in and I didn't say anything. And then everyone's like, oh, it's so creepy. He's like, it's creepy. I don't have to do anything about it. I'm a fully clothed person staring at a woman who doesn't know I'm there who's half naked. That's creepy. I don't have to do anything. People are already, like he's basically saying people are already going to project that that's creepy. Yeah. Like, this is the thing. <laughs> people are already going to put it together. You don't have to be like, I'm going to be real creepy. Like, you don't have to do it. Yeah. You understand? Like, what is that? It's like you're, like, you're like twiddling your fingers yeah. against it, you yeah. know, and then it's just like, it's ridiculous. Too much. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, and, and he, he points out a very, very important thing, it's, which is like, basically, you don't really have to do anything. Yeah. Like, you don't have to try. And there was a very famous writer. I, I fucking always forget his name, but he's brilliant. But his motto just google it was don't 
don't try. And mm. he he basically is saying like when you try is what sabotages everything you're trying to do is because you're trying. But like mm-hmm. if you let it happen, if you let it be, incredible stuff can come out of you. But when mm-hmm. you try, you literally sabotage that. Now, I'm not saying don't even try. I'm, that's not what he's saying. He's saying don't don't try to make it more than it is. Like let it breathe. Yeah. Let it be. And, you know, a lot of acting, this is a lesson that I wish I learned earlier. And, you know, I think you'll agree with this. Acting, when it's done well, is effortless. Mm -hmm. Because when you're doing it, you almost don't feel like you're doing anything when you're doing it right. And you that's why you're not a good gauge of your own performances often, because you don't recognize that what people project onto your performance is so much of what your performance is. Like, here's the thing. Here's a little secret, actors. Most of the work that's being done is by the audience, not you. Yeah. It's the audience. You just have to be. They're going to put a whole fucking world into you, onto you, that's themselves projecting themselves onto you. And here's another little secret for everybody, including actors. Everybody is on the same radio station. We FM. You ever heard of it? W-I-I-F-M? What's in it for me? Everybody is listening to what's in it for me. And when they are watching your performance, they don't care about you more than they care about themselves. So I don't care how special you are, how famous you think you are, how big a deal you think you are. Their world is a projection of themselves onto you, either into who they think they already are or who they think they want to be or who they are fascinated by. But any matter, it's them putting it onto you. You don't really have to do the work. You just have to facilitate for them that experience. Mm -hmm. That's your job. And I mean, that might sound too simple. That might like whatever. But like, I hope that demystifies some things because you just don't have to do so much. And like, guys, your job's going to come way easier. Like, it was so much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, then you can, might actually run the risk of allowing yourself to do something really original and incredible. That surprises you. Yeah. Yeah. Because like the other thing too is like, you know, trying to intellectualize your acting. And I mean, I'm sure you know this more than anybody is (laughs) is always going to shoot you in the foot because like you don't know. So, you know, the best acting is going to kind of come out of uh, a spontaneous discovery of yourself. Yeah. It doesn't mean you don't do your work. It doesn't mean you don't break down the scene and understand it and learn your lines and all that. But like, but after that's done, then you have to like, you have to float. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. definitely. There was one thing I wanted to just okay. talk on because like we were talking about attention. Yeah. And there was one thing that I've learned about attention, about what about what what it is when we are actually really paying attention. That there's there's a certain quality to it that is imperative. Real attention involves no assumptions. No expectations. Because when we 
come into any scenario situation it doesn't matter because if we we have assumptions about what's happening about what's going on about what this is before we've had a chance to see what it is then we're going to distort the whole thing because it's all going to be coming through a filter of what we think it is as opposed to what it actually is Hmm. so that's part of like the 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 tricky thing of attention is to being is being able to actually see something for what it is as opposed to what we think it is or what we think it should be Mm. and as it actually is this is weird because it's actually kind of like full circle in our conversation of seeing what actually is but versus what we actually think it should be but it's an it's a crucial part of attention because if we're coming in with assumptions we're not really paying any attention to it we're just paying attention for the things that are going to validate that assumption. Good point. Or we're not going to see anything. Yeah. Because we'll be like, well, there's nothing here. It's we're, like, oh, I guarantee you there was something there. We're blind to what we think we already know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that one of the cornerstones of this conversation, which has come up for me, is that it kind of all really just comes back to the fact that it really is an inside game. That this is all inside because if you think about attention, it's all like, and if you think about like what what even just said about acting, I mean, it's like for the audience, it's them inside projecting onto you. So like in a lot of ways, it doesn't really matter so much what happens out in the outside world. What matters more is what's happening inside of us. And like when you put your attention on something, you're basically like putting your internal world into something. And so you were talking about the assumptions or the expectations, and that's really the internal world being put onto the external world. I mean, that's all that really is, right? And part of, I think what we're talking about is if you work your internal world, if you kind of keep it in check, and I know we covered a lot of things about it, but if you recognize that your internal world is what makes your experience of the external world and same for everyone else, you can just be honest and just be like, okay, well, this is like, honestly, where I'm at, what's going on for me, blah, 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 blah. And then you can deal with this. But if you are like lying to yourself, you're going to project your lie out into the world. And then you're going to even be doubly confused because now you're going to like, basically like i mean i i could just imagine somebody who's pretending to be better off than they are you wouldn't necessarily consciously think about this i don't think but you would probably be constantly like do people know like am i am i like enough or like you know yeah it's like i mean imposter syndrome right yeah yeah but if you're honest you're gonna be like well look like me or don't like this is what i am so this is where i'm at and this is what's going on and like and I think another honest person will probably recognize that and go, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. That's authentic. I get it. That's where I'm at or I've been there. Yeah. But a dishonest person, a person who's like out of integrity with themselves might be like, oh, you're, you're a fucking weirdo. And it's like, no, you're a weirdo because you saying I'm a weirdo is a projection of yourself. So you can just keep that one. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like people can't like, that's the funny thing, man. I was bullied when I was a kid and I've like, people find that very hard to believe now because I've worked through so much shit. But what I realized was like bullying 
is so much just another kid projecting their own shit onto you. I mean, it's all it really is. Because, like, they were probably, you know, having a tough time at home or whatever. And then they come to school and then they put their own... And they don't know they're doing it, you know? Like, I, I also think that another thing... People bully or pressure or do stuff because there is a certain amount of... I'm going to come back to the social psychology. There is a certain amount of societal predictability and consistency that we all want. I mean, listen, if we drive on the right side of the road, I want you to drive on the right side of the road too. I don't want you driving in the left, man. I don't want to get in a car accident. So we have to follow some rules and we have to agree to some things. Yeah. You know, and the outside world is going to like honk their horn at you, so to speak, when you kind of come out of line. Because let's be honest, it's not safe for everybody if you're acting fucking nuts and crazy and like not listening to rules of safety and stuff like that. But you have to draw the line. And my line is always this. Does this have the potential to hurt me or anybody else? And if it doesn't, you can play with it. But if it could potentially hurt you or someone else, you need to take a moment, stop and consider what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Because I really do believe that safety and respect for yourself and others is one of the most important cultural elements throughout history. Yeah. If you have that, my friend Megan... Boop, boop, boop. Boop, boop, boop. We got the timer going. Keep going. Alarm, alarm, alarm. <laughs> it happens. Um, all right. Well, listen. <laughs> After that little distraction. So if you have uh, respect and safety as a high value, you can navigate a lot of the world and, and remain free without infringing upon your own health or others. And my friend Megan, she taught me this. She taught grade school, like very young. And she had these three rules. Don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt anyone else. And don't break my stuff. And I think that if every human being followed that rule, those three rules in life, you would you would find you can do just about anything. As long as you are considerate of not hurting yourself, not hurting others, and not breaking other people's stuff. Every once in a while, you'll make a mistake and you'll hurt yourself. You may hurt somebody else and you may break something. But recognize that, that you know, it was an accident. Repair your damages and do what you need to do. Um, but outside of that, I believe you have freedom. And to me, th- that's how I look at it. I think you need to, in the outside world, on based on your behavior, those are the three things that you really need to respect safety and the respect of other people's property um but outside of that you get to be you and um that's the the reason why i say those three things are so important because culture and society exist on the fact that we agree that we're not going to kill each other that we're all going to be respectful and safe Mm -hmm. and that we can own shit without someone coming along and breaking it or stealing it basically that's what we agree upon some people abandon those rules but not so many that this doesn't work. Um, I know that's kind of a big <laughs> sounding uh, d- diversion from our conversation. <laughs> but my point is, is that 
if you if you abide by those three principles then you get to be you honestly and free fully in my opinion and i feel mm-hmm. like that's what really what this conversation is about i don't know that's yeah. where I, that's where i'm at yeah man <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if I have anything left to say on this oh, one. Man. Do I, I wrap it up too much? <laughs> no, no, that's, I think that's, I, I'm good. I think we've, we've, we've floated a lot of stuff out we there did. in we, this we one. We did, we threw it a lot. So, yeah, man, that's it. That's it. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.